0: We all know the legal world is complex and high-pressured. There's no room for error. That's why judges and attorneys across Chicagoland have trusted the expert court reporters at McCorkle Litigation Services since 1948. McCorkle Litigation Services has accurately recorded every word from thousands of legal proceedings. McCorkle Litigation Services provides the legal community with peace of mind, transcribing testimony, and depositions that can be used reliably by jurors, judges, and attorneys. For all of your legal support needs, contact McCorkle Litigation Services online at McCorkleLitigation.com.
1: It is our final guest segment of the Legal Face-Off show here on WJN Radio, and it's the Crane's notable women in law. Our first prominent guest is actually the host of the show. She is Tina Martini. Hi, Tina. Welcome back.
0: Hello. How's everyone doing?
1: We also have Jennifer Kennedy, who's a partner at Lock Lord LLP. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Lindsay Page Marcus, principal at Chewheck and Texan. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. And Rachel Cowan, who's a partner in McDermott, Will & Emery, here in Chicago. All of you, welcome to the show. Rachel, how are you? Good, thank you for having me. All right, Rich, take it away. Oh, welcome, and the heartiest of congratulations to you all for very notable achievements um, being in the uh, notable women in law as put together by Cranes, the 2020 list. So, uh, big congratulations to, of course, Tina, uh, who is well-deserving of this honor, as well as all of you. So, congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Absolutely. Rachel, you just got to uh, unmute yourself if you don't mind. There you go. Um, so, obviously, uh, we were going to have all 124 winners, but that would have been a very challenging Zoom, so we think we have a great representation of the list in front of us. So uh, we'll, we'll just go around the uh, the panel here and ask you some questions about what this means to you. And also, you know, this is obviously a really challenging time, not just for, you know, female lawyers, but all of us uh, in the era of COVID. We're all, you know, working through that, you know, some very successfully, and some are still having challenges. But I was interested, maybe, Lindsay, starting with you, what your perspective is, um, particularly the challenges as a female lawyer during the COVID period, you know, and talk to us maybe about you or maybe some colleagues who are, tra- you know, challenged by some of the issues unique to females, including a lot of attorneys who are, you know, working from home, but also helping with their kids. Maybe they're raising their kid. Maybe they're helping um, with e-learning. My son is right down the hall and, uh, you know, he's engaged in it now. So that's something that I think is still much more represented by female lawyers than their male counterparts. Can you speak to some of the challenges?
2: Sure. So I'm actually a new mother myself. I had a little boy on my own last summer. Um, and in my practice and um, with my team, I didn't take a formal maternity leave. So I've teased that in some ways the silver lining for COVID with me has been a belated maternity leave. So although my practice and trust in estates has never been busier, um, it's been a welcome surprise and a delight to be able to spend so much more time with my son on a regular basis, even in between Zoom meetings. But I think you hit the nail on the head that everyone, regardless of the age of their children, um, or even those that don't have children at home, might be caring for a loved one who's elderly in some way. I think the current environment is presenting unique challenges to all of us in terms of time and being there and being present. Um, And I think, unfortunately, in many instances, uh, especially for single mothers, but even for those who are married and have a spouse or partner to support them, both of those spouses are faced with extraordinary demands with the Zoom e-learning environment. So my team has been figuring it out as they go. And as a firm, Chuhok and Texan, we've been trying to be as supportive as we can um, and flexible in terms of accommodating different hours, things like that. And I try and schedule things with those working parents with children at home whenever is most convenient for them.
1: Jennifer, um, just yesterday... An attorney compensation study by the legal recruiting firm, Major Hagen at at Africa, revealed that male equity partners uh, in major law firms saw an increase of 42% in their overall compensation over the last decade as compared, and I was really shocked by this number uh, given where we are, uh, 22% of female counterparts. Talk to us about the continuing challenges to achieve pay equity for women in the legal field.
3: I think it's an ongoing challenge. I think part, I mean, a lot of compensation formulas are pretty objective, but the issue really isn't the objective formula. It's sort of the structural issues that are in place that prevent women from succeeding and developing the business they need to be compensated at the same level as men. Like you said, most of the women are staying home. We have female partners here who are virtual learning with their kids and having to work you know, eight to noon, and then, you know, nine to one in the morning, and then yet they're supposed to be out developing business as well. And I think that is the bigger challenge, not so much the formula itself, because business is business and numbers are numbers. And I think we need to do a better job, particularly now with the challenges that you've raised, Rich, about what COVID has done to our women. I, I lose sleep at night. Worrying about losing our women. And we have done in leadership at my firm, we've taken mental health surveys, we've we've created affinity groups for our working moms, because they may decide it's not it's not worth it. It's too much pressure on them. Uh, for for our firm, compensation-wise, we slice and dice our data at the end of our compensation uh, season to make sure that everything is equitable for our women, for all of our different affinity groups. Uh, but I do think law firms have come a long way. They're making more women partners, but I do think we have a long way to go.
1: Rachel, on that issue, um, you know, we're also the, the, the other challenging piece during COVID to attorneys is the massive layoffs we're seeing, right? Especially the bigger firms. There was news this week of some additional layoffs, um, many of which were attorneys. So, you know, the, the inequ- inequality and in pay among genders coupled with layoffs, this is a very difficult time to be a female lawyer in many respects.
4: Yeah, so I would actually say that the layoffs, I think, have been less of a challenge because I think a lot of law firms learned their lesson from the 08 downturn, that where you don't want the layoffs are at the young talent level who are up and coming. And so I think the issues that affect business development probably affect partner security at the highest level, where we're already probably underrepresented, but for young lawyers, I think the, um, you know, 50% of law school graduates are women, and at the associate ranks, they remain very well represented, and I do think that we are making every effort not to lay young lawyers off, and that we're expecting that when the business resumes, when we resume a normal society. Those are the young, talented people that we want to continue to have. So there, I I do think it's um, a little bit less impactful on young women uh, right now.
1: You know, Rachel just talked about young attorneys, and that's a great segue to something I know is very important to you as a leader in the, not just Chicago, but, you know, really in in the entire universe of female lawyers, which is leadership, bringing young attorneys up, and especially, you know, mentoring and helping young female lawyers achieve the status that you all have um, achieved. So what are your thoughts on that? And what do you think other female attorneys and also just you know, all attorneys can do to bring up the next generation of female leaders in our community?
4: Well, uh, I think, go ahead, Rachel. Sorry, I wasn't sure if you were asking me. Go ahead, Tina, you go ahead. Well, uh,
0: thanks, Rachel. Um, I mean, I, I think that there are a number of things that we need to be very mindful of right now. Um, and that is understanding that more than ever, it's really tough in the legal profession and every profession to really make it work. I think COVID has helped shed the light on what a lot of the issues have been and have exacerbated those issues. Um, It's something that McDermott's very committed to, and we actually had a group meeting yesterday to discuss the importance of making sure that when it comes to mentoring and training and just being good role models for people, that especially as we continue to work remotely, that we go out of our way to make sure that our young talent, especially women, but obviously men too, that they know that we're here for them and that we adapt the way in which we work in order to make sure that we train people on you know, not just a weekly basis, that we're not just there for reviews, but we're there for them every day, both in terms of learning the substance, but also learning how to manage clients as well as helping them and guiding them to help them manage their lives, especially at inflection points, um, to be able to continue to succeed and to adapt themselves professionally and personally so that they're in this for the long haul.
1: Lindsay, another fairly prominent, almost as prominent as you all, uh, female Chicago lawyer, but 25 years ago said that, uh, Women's rights are human rights. That, that attorney was someone named Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, we're all obviously in the era now of a very intense fight for social justice. Um, why are women's rights in the legal field now more important than ever? And what do you think can be done in addition to fighting for pay equity to level the playing field, um, while everyone's attention is on these issues?
2: I think it's a fabulous question, and I wish I had all the answers. Um, so if any of the viewers or listeners do, I, I certainly am open to any insights. Um, I think it's an overarching challenge for all affinity groups in terms of one, all, each of our respective firms wanting to do anything and everything to have um, a diverse practice group. Each one of us, uh, regardless of your perspective, Um, or what subset you come from offers different insights. And I think that historically, just as Jennifer mentioned, for many of the firms, um, all of the compensation issues have been really objective. So it's not the objective criteria that's the challenge. It's everything else surrounding it in terms of the demands that are sometimes placed on women versus others. And I think oftentimes... um, we're just creatures of habit and people forget. Um, You know, we sometimes use the word the wrong word choice or fail to think about um, someone who might be having a challenge in another way or in another aspect of their profession or feeling part of the team and of the group. Um, So I think a big aspect really relates to education. Um, And I think it's just now over time and fortunate for all of us on the call, um, we've had other strong female leaders and other diverse candidates who have come before us, who have helped to pave the way to allow each of us at our respective firms to be at the levels that we're at. Um, but we want more. We want equality. Um, and I think we're moving in the right direction, but it all takes time.
1: Well, it's a great answer. And I want to just pick up on one last thing you said and go around the panel for one last comment. You mentioned role models uh, I'd like to ask each of you, again, as uh, prestigious and very prominent women in the legal field, did you have one role model coming up in your life, in your career, a female role model that you think uh, inspired you to get to where you are? It could be family member, it could be a, a prominent female attorney in the world, judge, anything like that. Let's start with Tina. I know you've got many, but uh, can you name one that, that inspired you?
0: Uh, Yes, absolutely. My mother. Uh, My mother was a Mexican immigrant. Um, She passed away when I was 16. Um, But for the short time I had her, she was extraordinarily influential on my life. Um, She suffered discrimination, unlike any I've seen for being um, Mexican. Um, And she taught me a lot of lessons. And she was a wonderful mother. And so she's definitely
3: my number one role model.
1: That's a great answer. Jennifer?
3: Try to top that, to that one, my boy. It's a tough one, but I'll, I'm going I'm to cheat a little bit and I'll be quick, but I have two. One is my father because he raised me like a boy in space. At least I don't care if you're a girl, I expect you to do well and succeed in this world. And so I didn't know any different. So I worked like a quote unquote boy. And the second one is the former head of our firm, Jerry Clements, who's a woman. Uh, we are unusual in that we've had two females lead an AMLA 100 firm, which is historic. So again, I thought that was normal. So I just proceed in life as if that's just completely normal because that's what I know. So she was an exceptional role model in teaching me that the the sky's the limit in terms of
4: your legal
1: career. That's great. Rachel? Uh,
4: So for me, I I think it's probably a little trite, but I'm always a big fan of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's really the female role model that I aspire to. (laughs) Sorry. Welcome to working from home.
1: Uh, Dog agrees with RBG.
4: Yeah, and uh, for me, it's just inspirational as a litigator and somebody who hopes someday to argue to the Supreme Court. Watching her ascend to that level has just been
1: amazing. That's great, Lindsay. Final, uh, final shout out.
2: Um, I hate, I hate to um, be, uh, you know, some, you know, answer with the same question, but without question, it's my mother. Um, I, she, at this point in her life and in her career, she's probably the busiest she's ever been, and I think that. Growing up in a home where a mother worked um, really was a a wonderful way to set an example for me and also for my three brothers in terms of of what we do and what we can do. Um, And I think that played an instrumental role in my life.
1: Great answers. Uh, Lindsay Marcus, Rachel Cohen, Jennifer Kennedy, and of course, WGN superstar, Tina Martini, you are all Crane's 2020 Notable Women in Law. Congratulations again. Please come back on Legal Face Off in the future and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much for being with us.
4: Thank you. Thank you.